1: Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. This is going to be such a fun show because I have a fairy godmother here with me. Wendy Hill is an internationally recognized intuitive transformation consultant, and she's been chosen as one of the top four healers and channels by the Sedona Journal of Emergence. Wendy has 30 years plus experience on TV, radio, and has been featured in the Boston Globe and the New York Times. She is also the host of the Secrets of a Fairy Godmother podcast, where she channels messages from the guys and gives channeled advice on abundance and provides information you can use for the Magic Toolbox. Let's talk about that Magic Toolbox. Welcome, Wendy. How are you?
2: Hi, I'm doing great, Marla. Good to good, see you.
1: Good to see you, too. So, as I like to do disclosure, I have, I have had conversations with Wendy. just adore her, and she's absolutely brilliant. And so, but for those who haven't had the opportunity to get to know you a little bit, let's start at the beginning. How did you find out about your abilities? Was
2: it childhood? Was, did something happen that triggered it? Um, well, I always seem to know things. And it was kind of scary until I had a hand reading about five, five years ago and went a hand reading analysis. And he told me I was a Tommy Lee Jones, which means I'm one of 7% in the world that just knows how to get people what they want, knows the whole system of how to get it there, and always gets results. And as soon as I heard that, I felt like I'd been egotistical and why could I be saying these crazy things? But then I got it. Everything clicked together, uh, all my knowledge and the intuitive piece. I have always felt I just knew what people wanted or knew how to give people their happiness or their dreams. So this is, I've had it since childhood. So, you were,
1: so it was like a good ability or a talent or a gift. It would, people call it different things that you were born with technically. I mean, we all have it, but yours was out in front early
2: on. I'm so glad you said that. We all have it. That means everyone on this call, everyone on this webinar has the intuitive ability and has the power. That's a very important thing. It's true, and we all do it. I mean,
1: I'm a late bloomer myself, in the sense that I didn't realize how intuitive/slash psychic I was. Um, people had to keep telling me over and over and over again, and I've I've been trained in 24 techni- you know techniques, healing techniques. So it, it we all have it. We just have some of us have to have it pulled out of us a little bit.
2: That's it. Well, I've been called a fairy godmother for about 35 years. So that, um, but I didn't believe it. It was too hard to take that in. It felt too egotistical, too arrogant. And then when everybody started calling me that, I said, oh, I think I better be listening. There's, this, there's a message. So how,
1: what was the situation that, that was the catalyst for someone calling you a fairy
2: godmother? What did you do to help them? Do you want to share the story? Yeah, I would love to. Um, I was in Sedona uh, 20 years and about... Um, five years in, I heard doing an intuitive reading for someone that you're supposed to call yourself a fairy godmother now. That's a story. No more. That's the end of it. So I heard that and I said, no, no, no. And I fought it for three years. Three years, I wasn't going to put up with that moniker. <laughs> and then I, I took it on and I went to a workshop and I started, call. I went to, it. there was I was in L.A. and there was a gentleman who was one of the mo- most famous branders in the country. You know, he names people and things. And I told him I, how much I had enjoyed seeing him at a previous workshop. And he, we had a really good rapport going. And then he turned around and he said to me, so what do you do? And I said, I'm a professional fairy godmother. He almost fell on the floor roaring happily with laughter and said that is the best moniker I've ever heard. How wonderful! And I gave him some fairy dust, and he felt it, <laughs> and it was such a great experience.
1: How lovely! So, let's talk about this fairy dust. So, is it energetic fairy dust you sprinkle on
2: people? Well, I was. It's definitely energetic. Uh, I uh, I am guided. What I, what I call by God, to do things. And when I say things, it's not always me saying it. And I'm always kind of surprised what I say sometimes. I was told to bring fairy dust to the show. And so if you would like, willing, Marla, I would like to sprinkle the, everyone here with fairy dust. I w- would welcome it for everyone and myself. Oh, good, here we go.
1: <laughs> Bing! I see it, I feel it, it's wonderful. And I love sparkly things. If you can't tell from my behind me, oh, I can definitely, <laughs> and I love those
2: too. It looks great. Your room is really cool with all these sparkles.
1: Thank you. I just love sparkles. So, when you work with a client, how do you work? You go, um, like you're, you know, is it? Do you? I'm trying to think how to say. But it's. I know it's intuitive. But if someone says they want money, abundance, prosperity, they don't have it. Do you tap in a certain way that's different than somebody who wants to talk about health or their job?
2: And what no, goes I pretty up? much tune in. Uh, I say a prayer, asking God and the guys, I call them the guys for help. And um, then I totally remove myself. There's no wenti, And the guys come through and they speak whatever's going on or I do a healing. I've got 16 healing modalities, not as many as you, um, <laughs> but whatever is needed is done through me as a vehicle. So every single person, I do the same thing. I just get myself out of the way and serve.
1: Perfect. And someone can have magical
2: results in the real world. Explain what you mean by that. Well, most people have no idea that what they're seeing is not reality. Most of the things like on the TV or with people, things that they have a perception about what they're really doing is seeing the illusion of the past or the illusion of the future. They're not seeing the power of the present. I love that. That is amazing. I thank you for that. Yeah, that's, well, that's what's going on. People are seeing through uh, filters, through their filters of limita- limiting beliefs or something like that about the past and future. Well, the pa- the future would be predicated on what their belief systems were from the past. They're going to see have an what's called an already listening uh, a vision uh their eyeglasses see the future from their past so it's really about the past and uh my job is to clear all the karma around their past as fast as possible well that's part of it there's a huge amount of things going on I've taken thousands of courses and all that baloney but um <laughs> the, it, what it I take the courses and everything to create a database inside of me that the guys use as the information to relay to people.
1: That's great. It's brilliant. And don't they know best? Oh, please. It's so easy.
2: People people don't get how easy life is.
1: Yes, it can be. And it depends, you know, as I say, it's not the incident, it's how you react to the incident. And in, in some of my modellas, it's what causes your blocks or programming,
2: and that's the stuff that gets you stuck. Boy, are you right on. You know, it's, it's actually, you said it, how you react to it, it's a resistance. And the resistance wears down the batteries in the body. That's why there's health issues. So if when you release the judgment, which is the resistance, then there's only free space for wonderful magic and miracles to come in all the time. I love that
1: because I always talk about miracles and I love magic and, and, you know, unicorn is one of my things.
2: (laughs) Oh, unicorns are great.
1: I can't wait when I get to, I'm seeing one in my third eye right now. It's with me, so I'm really happy. So, um... So you do you have six. You said sixteen modalities under your belt, correct?
2: Yes, correct.
1: And so you feel that. So, what do you feel about education and degrees? We, I mean, you've, you're very educated, I mean, yes. especially in your field.
2: Yes. Well, who else is here? You know, <laughs> <laughs> spirit. <laughs>
1: yes. You, but I
2: mean, there aren't a lot of fairy godmother uh, degrees. Um, <laughs> no, but you could start something new now. Learn to be a fairy godmother like me. <laughs> Why not? Oh. Um, uh, anything is possible and wonderful, and I'd love to do that. Uh, so basically, on education, my father was really huge on education. and He, he really overemphasized the importance of education. I love my father. And um, so I thought... Well, this is what we're going to do. Going to go to college, get a degree. Well, it ended up, I went to six colleges and never got a degree. I went to Harvard night school. I've been to a lot and I've taken thousands of courses. I found that the education I needed, not for everyone, but the education I needed was online or through books or through different mediums. And it was actually more deeper and applicable to my uh, experience with clients than Uh, any college information would have. On the other hand, if my clients are into college and they're really into it and they truly feel they need or desire a degree, well, I'm going to support them to have that. So whatever is right for each individual. But I do find nowadays, um, matter of fact, there are so many famous people that talk about this. Uh, Ford talked about this. Edison talked about this. Uh, Rockefeller talks. A lot of people talk about the fact that, uh, what they say, the school of hard knocks in the old days. It's not like that. Uh, but learning through your own um, experience of education, whatever t- style, webinars or whatever style you're choosing, will actually give you a faster mode to income than going to school. Matter of fact, school has proven itself to not pay for itself in most cases.
1: And I and I can understand why. And, and you have, look, there are some amazing educators out there. But there are also many that come in with their own judgments and prejudices. And I feel, from my experience in my, in my high school, I remember, you know, there were some teachers that were just amazing and wonderful. And then there were a few and you just are like, why are you even allowed to teach? Because they were so abusive to the, to the students, oh. you know, and they would put them down and this and they'd call them names. And it was mortifying for me as a student to sit there and watch an adult do this because this person was so clueless. There's one specific in my mind, but was so clueless as to what imprints, what impact that they're making on the person's self-esteem and abilities and everything else. And I know for me that the the subject matter that he was teaching, I used to really like. And then after I went to his class, boom.
2: Wow, I'm sorry to hear that. And you know, the beautiful thing is, you transformed through that harassment, abuse, nastiness to who you are. The good news is the things we think are bad and horrible are the actual obstacles and challenges that creates the hugeness of who we are and when we transform and go through that wall. And I was hearing that in your voice. I was hearing that you became bigger than that. And that was really good job. Thank you. Thank you very
1: much. But, but many people, and that's what you, you know, like what you do, you clear blocks, you clear programs, you clear the things that get people stuck in life as I do. And I'm just grateful. But what you were saying is I look at it also the similar way that everything you go through perceived positive or negative, and it's all perception, right? Because what's negative to me might not be negative to you, it might just be like, you know, a spat in the wind, you know, it's just nothing. And for me, it's, um, for me, it's, um, you know, a, a step, st- a stepping stone to growth. Yeah. Great. And it, It's all a stepping stone to, for growth because that's what it's here for. If we can learn to get through it, get past it, not hang on to those grudges, you know, there's more
2: flow in our life, which makes our lives easier. Oh boy. You know, you're singing to the choir. Boy, do I love those words. It's everybody needs to listen to what you just said. That was so powerful.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. But it's not about my thoughts. I was agreeing with you, but I just was turning it into the way I turned it into. But let's talk about more. Let's talk about some inspiring stories that you've encountered of, you know, helping
2: people through their stuckness. Okay. In the beginning I was a professional matchmaker. I was on TV and radio, Boston Globe and New York Times because I had that hundreds of marriages and only five client divorces. Nobody was getting divorced. I teach people how to stay married before I got them married. I still do a little bit of that work, but not as much um, because I like variety. So um, I, most of my clients were men and I found that it was really inspiring and uh, Interesting, but I mean that in a kind way. To find out the differences between men and women, wow. and and specifically, there's one client that I really, really appreciated. He had been abused um, because he had become gay, and oh. he, everyone was against him. He was he, the poor guy had so many um, people judging him all the time. It was really sad. Well. Finally, you know, we worked quite a while and danced. He got a relationship. He was happy. The, to me, that's the, oh, by the way, but it's what he wanted, and that's what I have to deliver is what they want. Right. So uh, he finally realized that their judgments had nothing. What they think of me is none of my business. He got to a place of loving himself. He was using self-love mantras all the time. He was visualizing Um he just was happy and he walked down the street when I first saw him he looked old and I want to say the word ugly and I don't mean that uh negatively I mean it like his face was distorted in pain and um but each each week less and less of that was there and he was just radiant when we completed he was just radiant and everywhere he went people wanted to meet him because he was attracting what he wanted and that was exciting. That is a great, great story. And, and the thing is,
1: is I love the fact that you, you know, showed him how to get, you know, gave him tools so that he could learn how to accept yourself. Because you have to accept yourself before you can love yourself, right?
2: Yeah. That's the only thing that's ever going to happen. You have to love yourself first.
1: Exactly, and, and uh, I just could go on and on about self-love and how important it is, and a lot of people say they have it, but then, and I was an example, through the choices they make, they're showing you that they don't accept themselves, they don't love themselves, and they don't, you know, it, it's
2: very hard for them to move forward. Oh, I'm sure you, you run into that a lot. You can't attract love, healthy love, if you don't love yourself. You just can't. And that means in every facet of your uh, life. That's work, that's professional, that's lifestyle, that's everything.
1: So I'm going to assume, I'm going to sort of presume that you like mirror work and affirmations are very powerful for your magic toolbox. Yeah,
2: I teach those things in the magic (laughs) toolbox, absolutely. (laughs) I always give homework, I give exercises, I give a little bit of education, but most of the time it's so they can continue the education between the weeks in the week, so that they're actually getting a bigger experience. I want to be giving people something that they can start practicing and living with and growing and having fun and making their life better. Right. And if something comes up,
1: you give them something that they can pull out of their magic toolbox. it. And reuse or reprocess and change it and twist it. But it works yeah. to get you back on track of whatever the situation is, even if it's not. Um, You know, if you break up with somebody, and it doesn't mean it has to be a a romantic relationship. Friendships end, professional relationships end, and people feel bad. And, And it's nice to have the tools to not take it personally, not make it about you, but make it about
2: the situation or the person or people that are doing something to you. I love that. And I've uh, my woman's team used to call it personalizing, to not personalize yourself. And it's not take it personally as one way, but personalize makes it more personal, I think. And so it's not about you that the other person's having pain and reacting. Right. It's about them and their, quote, past experience. So you, their frame of reference, they're just trying to you know put that on you, so to speak, and it's not yours. It's projection. So you wouldn't want to take what's not yours.
1: Exactly. And you don't deserve it. You don't, don't own it. Let, you know, it. let them keep their own and just don't take it in and make it yours. And we're going to come right back to talk more with Wendy after this break. But remember, the third caller who calls in will get a copy of my book inscribed to them. And um, here we go. We'll be back soon. Stick around.
0: become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting marlagoldberg.net.
3: Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you define the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Take a closer look at yourself in the present. Your body has its own GPS system designed to help you follow your intuition, align your thoughts and set your own course. Host Dealey is here to be your external guide to this discovery. Take a break, a mindful space to pause, and help bring forth the balance that your life deserves. Listen live for mindful space to pause every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
2: It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. Voiceamericaempowerment.com.
0: You're listening to Guided Spirit Conversations to reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today. You're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's one 346 9141 if you'd rather send an email, the address is guided spirit conversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for sticking around. I am talking to a professional fairy godmother, Wendy Hill. Wendy is also an internationally recognized intuitive transformation consultant, and Wendy has her own podcast called the secrets of the fairy godmother in addition to that Wendy has <clears throat> excuse me a program the dance of abundance program so check out her website at www.secretsofafairygodmother.com to find out more about Wendy and um her program and it's there's magical results in the
2: world and she's going to teach you how to get them so welcome, Wendy. Yay. Hey, this is about the dance of abundance. We're having it here because you're inspiring me. We're going back and forth and there's abundance that's happening all around you. I can see it. Thank you. That that I, it's don't you just love the dance
1: when the uh-huh. vibe is high? And it's all about vibration, isn't it? Everything is vibratory match. That's it. And so when you're, vibe, you know, when you're vibing at the same level, it just, it just, it just makes it a nice – I used to do ballroom dancing, so I like to always do analogies like cha-cha oh. or, you know. So, I'm like, this could be a great cha-cha because there's a great back and forth. Oh,
2: I love I mean, dancing. I've been dancing a lot of years. Ballroom. Oh, yeah. Have so you really? Super.
1: Well, that's another offline conversation, but yeah, I do. It's like a lot of times I tell people, slow it down, make it a waltz, not a quick step, Mm. you know, take it slower, you know, depending upon, of course, the circumstances, but I I know I use
2: that quote quite a bit. That's really, well, it's called Dance of Abundance, you know, my book and videos, and it's because it's a dance. Life is a dance. Relationship is a dance. Money is a dance. Everything is a dance. And when you stop taking it seriously and you just go with the flow and you dance like you just talked about, yes. things work. And when you do it physically, it feels really good too. And it raises your vibration. Yeah. So. Dancing is very, very good for releasing emotions. Emotion yes. releases excess emotion. So it actually releases some of the things that need to be out of the way. Dancing is great. It's, it's what, and then singing. I think if, you're, if anybody
1: is down, the two fastest things you can do to raise your vibe, put on songs you can bellow out to and sing with. They, you know, even if they're sad songs, you sing
2: with them because you can't feel sad if you're singing. Boy, I'm a singer too. I love this. You're singing, you're, you're singing my song. <laughs> this is great. You
1: know, and and dancing. Those two things will just get you right up. You know, yeah, and exercise goes along with dancing, like if you're a runner or jogger or something like that. I used to box. Boxing used to do it for me, too. I love that. Oh, that's
2: fun. I use a rebounder. The mini oh, trampoline. Oh, yes. Yeah, Those are great. That. Those it's are so like much fun. Being a little kid jumping on the bed. It is. You're so
1: right. It's so true. <laughs> oh, my God. So let's talk about your program. And, you know, is there... a the question is about being the biggest
2: results getter. So what would be the biggest results getter out of your program? Um, I'm a huge advocate of meditation because meditation, if I can tell within five minutes if my client is meditating or not, it's that it's that obvious in in getting results. When you're a meditator of once or twice a day, every single day, You're living your life at a higher frequency. You're attracting better stuff. You're more open. You're more receptive. Um, Things don't block you like other things. Um, The past seems to dwindle away and opportunities just come. And
1: you're more grounded. So you're able to deal with things in a more solid fashion. Absolutely.
2: Matter of fact, yesterday I was doing a new uh, meditation, which was a grounding, included a grounding exercise with a client. So I am so, we designed it on the spot and it was like, wow, this is a fun thing. I'm really loving. I absolutely love every form of meditation that brings the mind, the monkey mind into a quiet state. So you can hear that quiet, gentle, loving inner voice. Yes. Speaking of inner voices,
1: let's talk about the difference between the ego voice and the spiritual voice. How do
2: you teach your clients to tell the difference? Um, In the beginning, I find that most people who haven't been meditating really are using their monkey mind or their past limiting beliefs, uh, ego, um, that kind of uh, resistant mind. And they're uh, closing the valve of their life. They're uh, what I call occluding the valve. And so I teach them, is that voice that you're listening to a gentle, loving, uh, nurturing um, inner voice that's quiet? In the beginning, it's so quiet that most people can't really hear it, but they can hear it. They just kind of ignore it because they think it's the monkey mind they think that the monkey night mind because it's loud you know the ego the the loud voice it's so loud that everybody thinks that's the truth that's what's really working and that's the obvious it's the exact opposite that the gentle quiet loving inner voice is actually leading you to your soul growth is leading you to opportunities and new advancements because you get that intuitive hunch And that intuitive hunch. And I say, as soon as you hear the intuitive, get the intuitive hunch, act on it immediately. That's the action in life, not the monkey mind, do this, do that. I have to do this. I got to do that. That's not the action that needs taking. The action that needs taking is the intuitive hunch you get from that quiet, gentle inner voice.
1: So let me ask you, go back to when you said that, you know, you're the moniker of professional fairy godmother, and it took three years for you to own it. Yes. In those three years, and, I, and I'm getting to another side of this, did you feel like spirits that you need to take this on? And it sort of was like a, a, like a light tap, but then as time went on, when you didn't take it on, when you were resistant, the tap got heavier, louder, you know, more persistent?
2: Absolutely. Everything seems to get bigger when you resist. And I was really, really resisting strongly for three years. I said, "No, no, no! I can't. Nobody will listen to that." Because I hear my—I'm a brainiac. I've got all this education. I'm thinking you can't do that flaky stuff. I'm living in Sedona. I don't know where my brain was. And the, you know, spiritual capital of the country, everybody's woo woo. This is the world's leaders of spirituality are coming into town all the time. And I wasn't trusting that quiet, gentle inner voice. So I understand. Why people wouldn't, why they don't trust that inner voice, because I've been, I was a fast tracker in corporate America, I know how to maximize control when I was into that zone of that place, it's not a zone at all, uh, into the ego trip of it. Um, yes, it gets louder. That's the thing. And then the psychic two by four, after it's about four or five times, starts getting really loud. <laughs> and it's kind of like a smack. Like, hello, we're here. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to listen, aren't you? (laughs) It's so true. Spirit
1: does do that. And the best thing is the spirit has a sense of humor. I I love that
2: spirit has a sense of humor. It's a riot. All this, the stuff I hear, it, something comes out of my mouth and I'm laughing. I said, I can't believe I said that. And on the radio show, there's this the whole thing is hysterically funny for me because I'm laughing the whole time. These crazy things are happening. And it's really not. Uh, yes, I have a good sense of humor, but nothing like the guys. They have a tremendous sense of humor. And one would think that spirits, you know, they're very calm, they're very
1: centered, they're very serious and serene. And you're like, "Uh uh-uh.
2: You're right. They are not. They are a rowdy bunch and they are a lot of fun. When I just let go and let them play and let let them lead me, all these amazingly hysterical, wonderful, magical coincidences, synchronicities just come to me. And that's how I like to live my life. Every moment when I'm not with clients, I just let go and say, hey, where do I go now? And I go there, and it's like, whoa, look at this. Uh, You know,
1: once you're, uh, for me, once you know that you are never alone because you are so surrounded by spiritual guides and guardians and chasers and angels and archangels. I mean, you're surrounded by all these spiritual beings and ancestors. You're never alone.
2: Just try to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> I love Most of my clients say to me when they first start working with me, I feel so alone and I'm going like, wow, you've got a crowd around you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. It's <laughs> so funny. But what's, what's really interesting, And so last week, it was Halloween, right? And I had a panel, a metaphysical panel, paranormal, medium, psychic medium, we we're talking about how spirits see us. They don't see us in our physical form they see our light. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what they relate to is our light. And I love that because obviously if you're doing things that are somewhat private, you know, the thought that spirit's peeking in because you're never alone, they're always surrounding you. It could be, could be sort of disconcerting, like,
2: but I'm going to the bathroom, but I'm having sex. <laughs> you know, I, tr- I really do not allow my mind to go in that space. Uh, I can't. That would throw me, that would make me nuts if I started thinking about, you know, those kind of situations and there's a group <laughs> hanging around looking, you know. But here's the thing, all they see is your light. So it
1: doesn't really make a difference what you're doing. They're not seeing the physical action.
2: They're just seeing your light. And that's what they're relating to. And that is so comforting because that is saying every single one person listening to this show is so bright, they are recognized by their power, by their magnificence, by their beauty, and they are loved unconditionally all the time.
1: All the time. And whether they love themselves or not, they are
2: still being loved unconditionally on the other side. Absolutely. Well, they're being loved unconditionally on this side, too. They just haven't chosen to see it yet. That's true. That's great. This is what's going on with people is... There's love waiting for them and it's with them and with for them all the time. And their job is to peel off the, the lens of the filter in front of their eyes so they can see all the love they've got. And their heart. Because let's,
1: let's face facts, if you're putting up walls around your heart because you're afraid to be hurt or you've been hurt and you don't want to be hurt again, not only are you not going to feel someone else's love, no one's going to be able to feel your love either.
2: Yeah. It's true. Or they'll feel there's something wrong. This person's sending love, but there's something wrong. They feel the filter.
1: Yeah, that is. It's so true. It is so true. And do you have clients, so going back into another road, do you have clients that look upon you like a guru or a leader or someone that they get attached to your guidance, like they need to know from Wendy?
2: Well, I've had a a few clients for about 30, 35 years, um, uh, and every week I'm so blessed. I mean, I'm blessed. But I want you to know I don't want to ever be anybody's guru because I really want to bring everyone to their magnificence so they see their power. My whole thing is teaching people skills and knowledge or whatever it takes for them to see their magnificence and be their own guru. That's what I believe in. Exactly. I don't need me. So I say to, I'm fallible. I make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I say to people, hey, I am going to make a mistake. I'm not afraid to look like a fool because I'm not going to be the guru. It's not happening here. I already did the ego trip. I know how ugly that is and, and how it doesn't work. I'm not doing it. But I believe in the power of people, the love of people. I believe in when I can see someone's soul, I know who they are. So I use that as my frame of reference when I'm talking to people. Their magnificence and soul is. Mm-hmm who they are in my eyes. Love that.
1: Absolutely love it. Because that, that in turn, when somebody looks upon another human being in that way, you have unconditional acceptance of who you are as an individual. So when you're walking in, all those preconceived notions of being judged or criticized aren't around because that's not what you're looking for or looking at.
2: Well, I find most people fight it. They think I'm too good to be true. Am I some kind of wacko? Um, Why is she saying such nice things to me? Everybody else is judging me. There's something wrong with her. There's a huge amount of thing. If you're watching the news, you're thinking everything's bad and wrong. So why is somebody saying something nice? And so for most people, I find it's very hard for them to let in the love that I'm beaming them with. It's like I always repeat this too. This is another thing.
1: Pretty Woman, that scene where Julia Roberts is in bed with Richard Gere and he gives her this compliment about telling her about all her, and I'm paraphrasing, but she either had special skills, special ability, whatever it is, and she turned to him and she goes, do you notice how it's just not that easy to believe the good stuff? Because you hear so much negative and that's the stuff people tend to take in and hold in instead of really seeing their light or someone gives them a compliment, they have a hard time being able to embrace it because it's like, Oh no,
2: no, no, no. Well, you know, becoming a gracious receiver. What I find that women in particular, well, I've had this with men too. I almost always have to teach about how to be a gracious receiver because half of the gift is giving and the other half is receiving. So if, if you aren't receiving someone's gift, their acknowledgement or something, then they're going to stop giving that compliment and love right. because they're going to go, oh, this isn't going to be appreciated. And then they're blocking themselves receiving wonderful things. And then they wonder why abundance or love or something doesn't work for
1: them. Exactly. Exactly. That, I mean, if there's a tool or technique, that is one important set of words that should be taken in. Because being a gracious receiver is probably the biggest holiday gift you're going to get this season. Learning you know, just taking that in and doing it.
2: Oh, I because love it, that you said that. I'm using it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Please do. You're more than welcome to use it. I love that. It.
2: That's great.
1: Open up this package that has so much love and, uh, and acceptance in it and, and receive openly.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. I'm going to use that boy. Is that hot? Love it.
1: Thank you. You know the fake it till you make it thing, right? <laughs> Isn't that true? Yeah, and it works it somewhere. It's so true. It's so so true. And I know that for me, I mean, I used to feel very, you know, I like you with your fairy godmother. To call myself an energy healer was so tough for many many years. But that's where the spirit kept pounding on me. And pounding on me until one morning it woke me up with a loud booming voice, telling me to start a practice. It was like a demand. You need to start a practice. It's like, Oh,
2: I love it. Okay, <laughs> I love it. But you did it. See, I did it. It worked.
1: And who knew that uh, here's where I would be. Not yeah. me. So it's Good very job. Well, for us both. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, we're gonna go for our second break. Uh, stick around, everybody. Because there's more great conversation with Wendy. Um, and don't forget to call in because the third caller gets my book. Okay, see you on the other side.
0: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs, or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive, ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting marlagoldberg.net. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment.
3: Tune in to Lead Up for Women. Speak up to lead up your world, motivate, change, succeed, VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: You're listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guided spirit conversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program.
1: Hi, everyone. Thank you for sticking around and, and listening to Wendy and I. So, Wendy, professional fairy godmother, Wendy Hill, she's amazing. And if you want to get in touch with Wendy, Look at uh, www.secretsofafairygodmother.com or you can, I'm having trouble today, I'm sorry, write to Wendy at secretsofafairygodmother at gmail.com and you can find her on Facebook at facebook.com slash wendy.hill. So welcome, Wendy, and we're going to do our charity shout out and you want to talk about the Bellingham Food Bank. So Join us back in and tell us about the food bank and why it's so
2: near and dear for you. I love the food bank. I can go on all day about the food bank. I'm a huge advocate of service, community service. I believe it's one of the components that's critical to success uh, because you're just giving. You're not thinking about you. You're just giving. And I'm an advocate. I spend four hours a week at the food bank serving the people. And I love doing it. I have trouble sleeping the night before I go. Because I'm so excited about all the new adventures I'm going to have the next morning. And I have to get up at 5 a.m. I'm not a morning person. Uh, So it is just one of the loves of my life. And Bellingham has one of the best food banks I've ever heard of. And I'm blown away that they serve people so um, uh, hospitably like a friend. Instead of there's no stigma, there's nothing. It's like a friend is going grocery shopping. And it's a terrific setup.
1: Oh, how lovely. So what could they
2: use? Financing or canned goods or non-perishables? Any any, um, consumables, um, uh, all kinds of dry goods like uh, paper towels and stuff. Um, Toilet paper. Toilet paper, absolutely. Um, For people who are homeless with no homes, there are bags that they can get as often as they want. And so they just come in and get a bag of goods. Um, they really, really do a terrific job. And they've expanded so fast. They're so good that they've expanded like two times in the last two years. So it's like double the size as it, as it was two years ago. They know how to treat people.
1: And that's important. And so to, to find out more about the Bellingham Food Bank, please re- look up www.bellingham.com. I'm doing it again, dot org, And get involved if you're up in the Washington, the Bellingham area, or send funds, food. It's the holiday season. Thanksgiving's around the corner. Let's give. They'd appreciate anything. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for bringing it to our attention because the beautiful thing for me is that as I have the opportunity not only to meet amazing people like you and bring you to the forefront so other people can get to know who you are. We get charities from all over and hopefully something will resonate and they will be able to receive some bounty for it.
2: I love that you do. I've never seen that before and I think it's a terrific part of the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. But
1: it's my way of giving back because... Again, if they can get support, help, acknowledgement for what they're doing.
2: And it's part of your it's, service. It's helping you. It's helping everyone. It's helping the world. So it's terrific.
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm just so grateful for it. So let me ask you a question. What is your tip to living a happy and fulfilling life?
2: Meditate, meditate, meditate. No, that's not the only answer. <laughs> um, live in joy. Assume every minute is fun, and I say P H U N, fun, and you go out and play. And you know, at the end of my shows, I always say, Go out and have, um, have some fun out there. You know, I believe fun is a requirement to enlightenment, it's about lightening up. They don't call this in heavy men, it's about enlightenment. <laughs> and so, have fun, you know. And I could, there, like the, um, I'm going to say this, usually I don't, but I call it the F word. Have some fun out there. And it's just, it's a silly way to play with it. And it's really important to see the fun or the joy, the magic and the miracles in everything. Enjoy. They don't call it enjoy for nothing. In joy. Oh, I love that. Enjoy. Yeah. And we should enjoy because
1: let's face facts. This is our our one go around in this body. And we're here to have, a, you know. If but if you if you take everything so seriously, and you just keep piling the 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 hard, you know, energetic bricks on your back, it's going to weigh you down. There's no reason to. You can. You know, I'm,
2: and laugh. I want to tell you a joke. Okay. I had a girlfriend who was a, a Chippewa elder. Now she was a medicine woman, and she used to Cherokee, excuse me. And she used to say, "I didn't come from serious to be serious." I love (laughs) it. But what if you came from Pleiades? Yeah, (laughs) Pleiades. Pleiades. Sorry, play. So it's very perfect that that happens to be their name because they're playful. So this is great.
1: And so the moral of the story is to have a fun and and really fulfilled life is to laugh, enjoy like I, I talk about before going to bed don't watch the news put yeah. on a comedy if you're a reader read something light but do something light for yourself so that you can have better dreams I, I have this talk on Mondays on my I have a private page called Spiritual Insights with Marla Goldberg, and we were talking about that and about dreams and what happens to your dreams do you know if you if you watch something light or something loving before you go to bed opposed to Something negative and heavy. How do you feel about that?
2: Strongly. I was on a women's team with five, with uh, eight leaders in Boston, and they were the top of their field. Every one of them was famous. And we had trouble sleeping at night because we're all brainy. And so, what um, uh, my grandmother suggested, why don't you read um, love stories at night when you, you know, the Harlequin ones, the ones with no brain? Yes. And so we all started reading Harlequins and I'm still doing it and it works because I go to sleep right away. They're boring. So I go right to sleep <laughs> and plus they're kind of a nice love story and I'm big into love. So it works great. I've been doing that now for a good 20 years and it, I have noticed that when you can turn off your brain with, like you said, um, humor or yes. with love stories or something nonsensical, It's easy to sleep. And don't you have the best dreams? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Best
1: dreams, yes. I mean, I can't remember what they are, but all I know is that I remember that they're light, they're fun, they're, you know, romantic, but they're not serious. They're not heavy duty. And I know that I'm more refreshed and I wake
2: up cheerful because of it. Well, too, it's easy to get those messages through to you. When you've had the openness before, it's like uh, planting the ground and then you seed it with the uh, whatever type of thing you're using and then the guys can speak to you while you're sleeping and get all these visions, uh, metaphors, and all these wonderful dreams.
1: And guidance because you know, even if it's a, it's a lovely dream, you might learn how to uh, give it, be given a tool to work through a situation that you're living through.
2: Well, that's truly a guided spirit conversation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny, Wendy. <laughs> so let me ask you, if, what would you like to share with the audience that I haven't asked you and haven't touched upon because we've had so many other wonderful topics to talk about?
2: What, can I, what would you like to share? I think gratitude is critical. I talk a lot about the lit- litany of gratitude. Say I'm gratif- for, gratitude, grateful for everything. Say you're grateful for a good night's sleep for this meal. Grateful for my manager. Grateful for all the people I know, the clients I get to serve. Grateful to be on the show with you. The litany of gratitude makes is life-changing. When you're doing it all day long, well, the, um, what you, the, the quote I heard was, what you appreciate, appreciates yes and it's a great one i love that quote so it's about live in gratitude all day long all day long all day long
1: yeah i agree and the other second i'm going to put a second part on that kindness yes can't be too kind to anybody there's no such thing as being too kind oh gratitude and kindness i'm stealing that too you can I, you steal so whatever well done, you want. <laughs> Thank you, Wendy. I appreciate yes. it. Yes, that's true. I truly true. appreciate your support. But I'm going to support Wendy in saying gratitude is so important. And if you don't have a gratitude practice, please, please, please start one. And if you don't know what to be grateful for because you feel that your life has a black cloud over it, be grateful for that black cloud. Be yes. grateful that you woke up. Grateful for a toothbrush, toothpaste. The food, the clothes, it could be small things. It could be the, the fact that you're walking down the street and it's fall and the leaves are bright and cheerful and changing.
2: That's true. And we've got hands, we've got legs, we, can, we have eyes, we can see. Yes. Anything.
1: Exactly. And so, Wendy, with that, I have to say thank you. We have to wind up our time. You have been wonderful. I need to get you back because I have just enjoyed you so much. Oh, thank you. Oh, my absolute pleasure, and thank you. And I want to thank Voice America and everybody there for all their support and all their professionalism. Teresa Scott-Reed, my assistant, who is my, both my right arm and my left arm, and I'm so grateful for her every single day. And even on the days I'm not working, um, <laughs> I am want to thank you, the audience, for taking the time out of your day, out of your life, to participate in this podcast because it's for you. This is for you, to help you have a different perspective, a different tool, technique, something to enhance your life, shift your life. But I do this for you, and I'm, my guests do this for you as well. And so I say thank you for taking that time. And until next week, I'm going to leave you with love, blessings, and gratitude. Take care and I'll see you next week.